My next guest is about to drop his new project, which features production from Buck Wild, Will Furnace, DJ Premier, Showbiz, The Beat Miners, and much more. Let's go home. It's called The Barcode, and the artist's name is David Bars, and I want to welcome him to the library of Tomonica. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you. So, I'm a little under the weather, so. Uh, that time voice. of year, that time of year. Um, so I was listening to, uh, I think I was listening to one of your albums, and, 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 and they, they talk about talent shows you used to do. Oh and yeah, that was. Uh, what were you spitting? <laughs> what kind of like? What were you spitting in these talent shows? How old were you? I had to be about like eleven years old. I had to. It had to be. It couldn't. It had to because I was about fifth grade at the time. I was doing those talent shows, so yeah, you figure. I was probably like ten around there. I was I was spitting some bullshit. <laughs> like that shit was trash. You know what I'm saying? But I had the ambition and. You know, it's just something I wanted to do. And when I put my mind to something, I, I kind of just do it. And I was really confident back in them times. That's what you got to be, right? Yeah, like I'm very humble now. <laughs> um, I was really confident. I probably talk more shit back then <laughs> than I do now. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's you know, it's interesting for you. You think about arts and schools, right? And you have yourself spitting and, you know, rhymes. So what was the... I mean, was there like a good support system in your school in terms of the teachers and you know? Oh yeah, what I I linked up with one of the most popular kids in the school. He was in eighth grade, I was in fifth grade, and he was already like doing stuff like that. And I was already popular in the school because I grew up in the neighborhood, so you know I knew everybody, and um I kind of linked with him on some. Yo, I'm trying to do, you know what I mean? I'm trying to rap and do what I do, and we linked up like that, so. The love in the school was, it was dope. We had mad love in the school. Even though, like, what we was doing wasn't crazy or, like, people knew us so they could, you know, relate to it and, like, oh, shit, like, he actually rapping. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, it's dope because a lot of people was not rapping at that time. So we stood out. You know what I'm saying? So now everybody's doing it. Right. But then, like, you, if you heard the, you know, the tape, my grandma, she was like, oh, I was embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nobody was doing this at the time. So... We was like, yo, this is new. Like, what are they doing? They rapping? Like, you know what I'm saying? So All right. The, 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 uh, the, it was dope, man. The school shit was dope. Shout out to my old school, uh, CS61. When did you know? Like, when did you start? Or did you start? Were you taking, were you, the talent shows, was that when you were taking it serious or was that? Uh, oh, no. Nah, that was just, the, that was the beginning. You know, that was, uh, I was just starting out. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to write, like, really format anything i was just you know writing shit down on paper and tossing it mm-hmm. coming back do it again it's just i was really into it you know what i'm saying so i would just do it like i would go home and i had my books and stuff like that like that's at the time you know that's the essence right yeah when i used to like carry my book folded up in my back pocket and carry it on the train everywhere i went and anytime i thought of like a line i would just write it down mm. But um, I didn't start taking it serious until about, I would say, like, 21 years old. Wow, nice. Yeah, so, like, 20, 21. But That's when I started, like, all right, I'm going to start dropping stuff and coming out. and You know what I'm saying? From 10 to 20, that was just, like, the, 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 the perfecting it. I was getting better and better at it. Even though I took time off from doing it, I used to take months off at a time and then come back to it. But it's like every time I came back to it, 
Sorry, let me get close. Every time I came back to it, um, it was better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kept getting better every time. So then that's when I was like, you know what, let me just, you know, we'll right. get into that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the, uh, on beat, on, on, on one of the tracks off the, the barcode, uh, Beat the Odds, produced by Premier, um, you that's spit. First, that's actually my first record I ever do, Premier. Wow, yeah, that's that was a, the first one, the first official song we did. Uh, I want to talk about that collaboration and how it happened. But you, you spit where I'm from. Uh, we're not meant to make it. I guess I beat the odds. Yeah. So let us. But you did partly. You let us know where you're from. But how has where you grew up kind of shaped you as not just a person, but as an artist? And who are you looking towards in terms of being an MC? You mean as far as like inspiration yeah, from inspiration, my borough? Yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, we got pun and. We got Showbiz, AG, we got uh, Law Finesse. There's a lot of people, you know, from the Bronx that's, you know, that's inspirational. Um, I definitely came up in the era of pun because that was my, you know, that was the time I was listening to um, that type of stuff and started getting into the rap, hip-hop. Definitely pun. Um, The whole Fat Joe Terror Squad movement, you know, they did their numbers for a long time. Um. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it from the Bronx at the time. Mm. You know what I'm saying that's pretty much because it, it's really nobody else. If you mention the Bronx, like, <laughs> I can't even think of it. If I if I if I'm forgetting somebody right now, I apologize. But I can't really from the Bronx. I don't I don't know nobody else mm. besides the um, DITC. But they that you know that was a little earlier. Pun came way a little way after that. Right. I'm back and I'm rapping this bonds and preem. I ain't come to talk fly, and I ain't floss and cream. Late nights and hard work, that's what it costs to dream. So yeah, you said that this is your first premiere collab. How did this collaboration happen? And when you first heard that beat, what was your immediate kind of reaction? Well, the collab happened through um Showbiz, who's actually, you know, my big brother. He's been like a mentor to me throughout this all these, you know, couple past couple years. Um I've always been in you know, I've always been around Preem in certain senses, uh, certain aspects. I've I've been around him. He knows who I am. I met Preem, um, I was probably like 15, 16 years old when uh-huh. I met Preem. Oh, wow. So, you know, this is not something that just, you know, I met him, I got a Preem beat. It don't All work right. like that. Like, <laughs> Preem don't just work with anybody. So, I'm sure everybody know that. But, um, yeah, so uh, Showbiz set up the session. You know, I went down there. I went to Preem's studio. We actually, uh, he started, he made the beat on the spot. This is how it went down. I like everything, like, fresh. So it's not like he went in the files and just started picking beats. It didn't go like that. So he started making a beat, asked me if I liked it. I told him, yeah, he kept going with it. That's how that came about. We made everything, like, scratch from scratch on the spot. Are you? He put all, sorry to cut you off. He put all the, like, you know, the... From the Bronx, from the, all the scratches, he did that after. But the verses and the hook, I, I laid that. And then he, you know, came and did what, you know, Preem does. So when when does, in that process, when does the, when do the lyrics start to kind of start getting generated? Um. So basically that night uh, I was in there. I started right into it. And then... um. It was because it I had two sessions with him. I'm trying not to confuse him. I had two sessions. I remember the one session I was in there writing, you know, doing what I was doing. Um, 
I remember Preem giving me a menu because there's a restaurant downstairs in the in the in the studio, right? So he gives me a menu. He's like, "Yo, get whatever you want." Um, the kitchen closes at ten, so I'm in the room writing or whatever, and um, I see it's like nine something. So mind you, we've been there like an hour. I just been in there brainstorming, smoking, you know, getting in my groove or whatever. So I I'm like, "Yo, I'm ready to eat something." So I'm thinking we gonna order. We ended up going downstairs to eat. So I ordered this fucking, yo, when I see, like, if I could show a picture right now, like, the steak was like, it looked like a plate, bro. It was a, yo, a big steak. Like, you know, when you order in a fancy restaurant, I'm thinking I'm about to pay $62 for a small steak yeah. with, you know what I mean, something nice. Nah, they, they, anyway, long story short, I ate that shit, bro. My man Haru ate that, and uh, Preem had, um, Chef special, uh, a fish or something like that. Even that shit was crazy. So I went back upstairs, um, put the beat on, start, you know, start brainstorming again. Preem ends up falling asleep in the, in the other room on the sofa. So I go wake Preem up when I'm ready. I'm like, yo, I'm ready to lay it down. I ended up laying um, the verses. Now I laid one verse. I laid two verses. Yeah, I laid, I laid two verses, and I, I believe I laid the hook, too. But for whatever reason, I ended up coming back to it. I didn't finish it that same night. Long story short, the steak, I couldn't do it. I was getting tired. <laughs> we was all tired. We was all like, damn, all right, let's come back to this. So I believe I laid two verses, and I might have went back and did the hook, something like that. But the experience was dope, man. Like It was, it was super dope. You know? Is that something where, like, <laughs> it's like a family shit. But also, you get a premium beat. I feel like you put, do you put extra pressure on yourself to, you know, do justice to the beat? You know, like you don't want to let it very uh, overwhelming at times. Yeah, it can be. Because it's like they expecting so much just because it's a DJ premiere beat. You know what I'm saying? Right. And who he is and who he's worked with. So now it's kind of like, it's to the point where you could say the hottest shit. Like, you could sit there and write your best 16 and they'll be like, oh, but he didn't do this like right. that. Or, <laughs> There's always a room for like criticism when it's uh something of that, you know what I'm saying? Something that serious and they like, eh, but if you would have gave it to me or like you yeah, know the right. comments on Of course, yeah. Stupid shit, but it's definitely um yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's a lot of pressure. A lot I want to keep talking about uh, just the pressure you might put on yourself and and that's 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 your 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 friendship and your, you know, your connection with uh the DITC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know, uh, I read in uh, weeklyrapgods.com, talked about uh, one of your, your videos and said, uh, DITC is keeping the legacy going with emerging hip-hop artist David Bars. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that that is like a true legacy, right? That you, you know, right? I mean, so how do you, do you, how, how, how are you handling, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but continuing that legacy, uh, you know, not quote-unquote disappointing anyone? I mean, the way I do it is I don't look at it like that. That's how they paint it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just doing what I've been doing. Mm. And for me, it's just, it's easy for me because I'm just myself. And, you know, I make music that I like. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever sit there and be like, well, is he going to like this or is she going to like that? Or if I like it, I go with it. And that's just how it gets done. So, you know, they, and in that, they always going to say uh, the legacy or, you know, that you're carrying this or, I mean, if I was to look at it like that every, you know, few minutes, it might be more like, shit, I got to, you know, come with it. But yeah. I feel like 
I do it from a more natural standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Being that I don't look at it like that. Mm. Obviously, in the back of my mind, I know right. that's what it is. <laughs> right, but right, you know right. what I'm saying? For for me to get through and do it the right way, I just got to do it natural. I, I got to do it pure, like it's pure art, like pure art form. Like when I'm in album mode, I shut the phones off. I do all that. I don't. I don't want to be involved with social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like people get caught up in that in that pressure, and then they don't know how to get out of it. Right, right. In a sense, like you know, we could be our own critics. I mean, our own enemy at the same time. Like being an artist is is rough. You right. fight yourself more than anybody. Right. No. It's true. Worst critic. You know what I mean? There's a there's this confidence that you lay out in your rhymes and and you know and it, it brings you to this line you did off of um your one of your, your eps uh bars and beats uh with the how i got them uh mm-hmm. produced by showbiz where you actually say i'm way too advanced that's why they have respect for me yeah uh you know it just streams like crazy confident uh you know confident about yourself as an mc as an artist as a lyricist so one where does that confidence come from but two what was that moment where you know, when you said you were 20, 21, when you started taking it seriously, but what was that moment where you said, or maybe that lyric that you wrote that said, all right, this is, this is what, I, this is me. This is, you know, this is the line that they're going to respect me at from here and forward. Don't know how I got him. Yeah. That line you just said. Yeah. Well, I mean, the confidence is one, you know, I'm from the Bronx, you know, uh, you got to be confident growing up in the Bronx to survive, to you know, to get out, to make it, whatever they want to call it. But, um, I mean, I've been doing this shit for a long time, Tim, you know what I'm saying? So the rap, the rap thing is really easy to me. You know what I mean? I could rap all day, like, but you know, is that really what we here to do? Right. You know what I'm saying? We trying to show people what it is, but at the same time, like, you know, confidence is key. And I've realized that if you're not confident, you're not going to get nowhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, even with women, when you approach a woman, you're confident. She likes that the fact that you're confident. You could be in a subway full of full of people you don't know, but the fact that you went out your way and, you know what I mean, you yeah. showed confidence could be the whole difference. So confidence is key, you know what I'm saying? For any of the people coming behind me, anybody struggling with, like, uh, you know, a lot of people struggle with depression and stuff like that. You know, my, my message is to stay confident, and, you know, a lot of things have changed for you, man, so... Mm. It, it's kind of like, in a rap thing, it's kind of like borderline cocky, confident. Right, yeah. You know, they're going to say, oh, he's cocky or, but that's where the, you know, that's why it's borderline. Cause I feel like it's more confident. That line sounds a little cocky, but it sounds dope because it's confident. Right. So it's like, you know what I mean? It could go both ways, but confidence is key, man. It's key. And, uh, yeah, that so, that's how that came about. So of course, shit for so long. of course, like your name, you obviously, you spit, you spit bars and you hear your stuff and you, mm-hmm. And to me, it's not, I know it's not, but to me, it's like, sounds like, I, I would try to figure out how you write your stuff down because it sounds like, kind of like it's a freestyle in a way, yeah. but a freestyle that Wh- makes which sense. Which one? You mean in There's general? There's a lot, just in general, a lot of your stuff. So, and you, you kind of touched on your writing process with the pre- premiere stuff, but what is your, like, how... How do I write? Yeah, <laughs> how do you write? <laughs> well, it's funny because somebody asked me that the other day. I went to, uh, I was at a video shoot with uh Fred the God and some other people there. And um Fred's man asked me, like, yo, how do you he's like, you don't be writing that shit down, right? How you remember all this shit? I was like, yo, I just 
I piece it together. Um, so in a sense, I record myself a lot. Okay. That's why when I came on here, I said part of my voice, because I'm a little stuffy, because I know, you know what I mean? I can obviously hear when I talk. Mm. But I had a session uh, two days ago I had to cancel because my voice. So All I was right. like, yeah, because I, be, I, vo- I voice note, you know what I mean? Yeah, voice yeah. recorder, I yeah. use that. And I'll be like just putting lines together. And then I'll just, like I like to go in the studio and do everything on the spot. Mm. I don't like to sit on music for like a few days, which is why some of it sounds like I'm freestyling it. Because I remember the lines and I, I really don't give myself enough time to practice the uh Perfect the cadence right. in some some fort, some sort of that nature. Like, I don't practice the cadence or how I'm going to say it. I kind of just focus on remembering it most of the time. And sometimes it, that's why it sounds like that. Like, I don't really like that it sounds like that, though, right. if, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I think it's dope because obviously you, you've been doing this for a long time to pick that up. Because a lot of people wouldn't notice stuff like that. Like, they don't listen that close right? to catch on and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So that obviously shows you know your shit, too. Try. Try. You know your I shit. Try. Yeah, because... So is that, I mean, with the Cadence stuff, is that something that you're 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 trying to work on, or is that something that kind of... It, it mean, just fits you perfectly, not in a weird way, not to work on it? Yeah, like, that's my weird way of creating. You know what I mean? I feel like as artists, we're all a little weird, in a sense. Right. You have to be weird to create. Like, it's not even nothing funny you know what i mean it's just like no a lot of artists do weird sure. shit like i'll be in a session and i'll be writing something or like rapping and i'll be walking in circles the whole time in the in the room that's great like that's and that. just coming up with my bars walking in circles and i've came up with some fucking hell of like crazy ass songs doing that so i just always keep that same i feel like because music is like a vibe and it's a feeling so if if people feel it they're gonna like it but if you're saying all this stuff and I don't feel nothing you're saying, if I don't feel that it's coming from a, a real place within you, I'm not going to like it. Because mm-hmm. we can all feel when something's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, you could have did that one more time or, you know, put a little more feeling into it. You know what I'm saying? So the cadence part, I, I think I got the cadence part. I just, uh, that, like I said, that's me being a, a hard critic amongst right. myself as an artist. Those are just little things that, you know, I look at it and that's how I always, you know, seem to go to the next level because I like, I listen to my music back and I kind of just study my own self like, oh, I, I could have did this different. Uh-huh. Or like I I noticed my own flaws in a yeah. sense. So that that's, I wouldn't say it's a flaw. I wouldn't say it's a flaw, but it's something I could work on. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you're, you're trying to get better. But, I mean. It's not, but that's not a flaw. It's just you know you're trying yeah, to t- yeah. you're trying to continuously top yourself. Yeah, but then it's like, what do we do in the era where they don't care about that? Right. Oh, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? So, is it only being looked at from the hip hop heads, or is it you know what I'm saying? Because the new era, they don't care about that shit. They don't. They cadence and all. They don't. Right. You know what I mean, they don't even talk like that. Oh, the cadence. Like people that's hip hop know. But like the new generation, they don't. Oh, I'm gonna focus on my cadence. Or, yeah. You know, people they don't do that. Everything is the the instrumental, and if it's hot, they are gonna play it because they talking that talk. But it's I mean, if, but if you think about that, right? And you're obviously you're surrounded by me- incredible mentors, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have so you are you're surrounded by you're surrounded by people that understand the difference between 
kind of a one-hit wonder artist versus like an artist that's going to have career longevity, right? Mm -hmm. So if we think about you practicing or, you know, are focusing on your cadence versus an artist that doesn't focus on their cadence and is just like doing that hit, whatever. Yeah. Is there, there's a conversation, I mean, there's a point to be made that your career will be a lot longer, right? Oh, yeah, than, of course. Than there, because you're actually... Because you have, because you know, yeah, as a hip hop artist, you have to develop your artist, your art artistry. Yeah, because when you, you know, you have your own sound, you become timeless. Right. You know, like uh, I have songs that I haven't released, but that's been recorded about, I would say, three years ago, and they sound like yesterday. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not even coming from me. I've played them for people who haven't heard the song, and they're like, "Yo, when you did this, like, are you yeah. putting this out?" I'm like, "No, nah, I did that three years ago." I'm just like certain certain music like I feel like you just have to wait and you gotta you gotta hold back sometimes like you gotta keep something put away for the right time right because certain songs need a certain platform because you could drop a hit record too early and it won't go nowhere right you know what I mean because you didn't have the range to put it where it needed to be so certain songs we gonna hold them and use them when it's time but just the fact that they sound like they're new means that, you know, I'm in the right direction. Right. That's dope. But longevity, that's definitely, yeah. I, always, I always speak about that. Um, your new album, uh, The Barcode, it's going to drop November 15th. It's actually the, the EP. The EP. Yeah, the EP. It's, uh, it only has seven seven records on it. But as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, your production is Premier, Buckwell, Showbiz, Lord Finesse, The Beat Miners, you know, incredible yeah. team. Then you also have Fat Joe and Corey Guns. Yes. Uh, just in case, you know, um, <laughs> what, 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 what do you want people to expect from this EP? But also, um, if we could do kind of like, you know, the whole idea, like give their, give, give artists their roses while they're here. Mm -hmm. If you could kind of talk about each person that worked on your album and say like, like kind of like one sentence about like what you learned from them or what you appreciated most from them. Um, I'll start with Showbiz. Showbiz has been, um, you know, he's he's been uh with me since since we started, and um, he's definitely the one, you know, pulling all the strings, and uh, you know, making these things happen. So shout out to my brother Showbiz. Definitely, uh, you know, without music we still be fam. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's family. So shout out to my bro Showbiz. Um, Premier. Premier's a cool guy, man. Like, I knew Premier for a while. He always speaks highly of me. And um, it was super dope working with Prem. Like, it's just because, the hit, like I said, the history, you know? Yeah. So you like, damn, this guy worked with Nas, Jay-Z, like, Biggie, all my favorite rappers. You know what I mean? Especially coming from New York. But, um, yeah, Prem is super dope. With Prem, I say, you know, just come with your A-game. Mm. You know, that's what I learned from Prem. Come with your A-game and he gonna deliver. So. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lord Finesse, my guy, Lord Finesse. Shout out to Lord Finesse, man. He's been rocking with me. He's fam, too. You know what I mean? The whole DITC is family, so. um, Actually, a uh, fun fact about Finesse, he's the one that got Rosenberg to play my first joint um, on his show. On, so, uh, yeah, on High 9. So, shout out to Finesse for that. Buck Wild, he's he's a genius. He's still killing. Um, He's still hungry as ever. He He's actually, he did the one with Joe. And I believe was next. No, no, no. Finesse didn't next season. Next season. I'm sorry, but you know, shout out to the whole camp. Shout out to everybody on the project. 
Um, Corey Guns, you know, I've been new Corey for a long time. Me and Corey grew up in the same neighborhood. Um, Fat Joe, the, the session with Joe was crazy. That shit was hilarious. You guys were in the studio together? Yeah, we was in the studio that's together. Great. It's funny, so show set up the session as well with that, and um, I get there, supposed to be there at 6, I think I got there like 6, 10. Show, uh, Fat Joe was already in the booth recording, and he was already doing his verse and shit like that, so, but like, I came there with no... Nothing ready. Like, I knew the beat. I ain't know what we was doing. I just came in there ready to work. So as he's in the studio, I mean, sorry, in the booth recording, I'm writing. Are you hearing what he's saying? Yes, I'm I'm listening to his verse, but I'm trying to listen to the beat more. Mm-hmm. And it's a little rough writing like that because they keep cutting it off. He stops, right, right. you know, does it again. So I was writing like that. And then eventually I put my headphones in with the beat and I started writing. He came out. I went in. Just like that. Yeah. And I laid my first. Your first on the record or second? Second. Second on the record. I ended off, yeah. Nice. So he had the hook already. He did the verse, did the hook. I came in, did my verse. And then we was just in there chopping it up. But Fat Joe was funny as shit, bro. He got stories for days. <laughs> yeah, that nigga funny, bro. He, he, like, you know what's crazy with Fat Joe? Well, I fuck with Fat Joe the most. Like, he been up for so long and doing this shit for so long. Not only that, but, like, he's still so Bronx. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you come around Fat Joe, he's, like, he's Bronx. Like, he, you know what I mean? He's He got it all on him. Right. Like, you could tell he's from the Bronx. And he been rich for a long time. Right. So it's like, he's still, like, you know, he's still Joe. Yeah. I think that's super dope. And he's still relevant. So shout out to him for even, you know, affiliating with me. And um, like I said, it's all family shit. So, you know, it was bound to happen one one another. Hmm. Eventually, it was gonna happen. Do you have a favorite uh, for this EP? I do think you it have... was gonna happen this soon. But... That's that was fucking the, the, the lineup is incredible. I dropped so. one EP, did the album with Show, and now that this is. EP. Yeah, so it's dope. I just posted on on my IG uh, the one year anniversary of Bob, my first EP that I dropped last year, November seventh. I was listening to B.O.B. It felt like two years. I was listening to B.O.B. this morning. It's a great track. Yeah, that's great. That's I was. I had a question about B.O.B. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. But yesterday was the one year anniversary. B.O.B. is a that the track B.O.B. is like. I mean, it's the, like, the name of the EP is B.O.B. Bars over bullshit. Right. And then, but I named one of the songs B.O.B. Yeah, yeah. No, but I was listening. So I was listening to. But then the tr- the the track the the EP B.O.B. is great. Yeah, thank you. And then the track itself, I think, is like a perfect. New York joint. <laughs> yeah, but also like a perfect example of like, and, and, and it references a track another track you did which I don't remember the name but you actually say it you go I, I'm painting pictures with words or something like that I'm, Some, uh, something that, that might have been the How I Got Him joint yeah How I Got Him because How I Got Him is on B.O.B. and it's also on Bars and Beats as well okay yeah so then but then B.O.B. the track is like yeah. it's it's perfect what you what you what you reference about how you're painting pictures with yeah, words yeah. B.O.B. does exactly what you want to do right. yeah and I was just yeah. like that's the image we was going for. So, and there's another track that I don't remember that I was I was listening to it. I was biking, and and it was another great track because what it because what it, it it like it goes right into. But it just takes it 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 takes you through your life. Yeah, like you know, it's and it's, it's the short, one where and it's a short the, story. It's like a short yeah, story. it's the one where you keep saying you you, you reference. Um, I dropped a mixtape in 2010. Yes. Yeah, and that's the one I was like, and and I was listening to it. I was like. Well, I guess I don't have to ask him a question about his, you know, like, like just listen to this track and you hear a whole thing about his life. So there's like 
there's gems. I mean, throughout your your yeah. discography, that I kind of like really appreciate it. Um, so I have two more questions. Um, if you take a lyric or that you wrote for this new EP, mm. that kind of like kind of summed up where you are now in your career. Is there a lyric that kind of stands out? Maybe a lot. Maybe even like a line that you said that's kind of like, all right, this oh, is me. And that's that's dope. There's, there's definitely a lot of quotables on a barcode. Um, when you get into the songs, there's some quotables on there. A lot of quotables. If if we speak in uh in in the cocky reference as far as like music, because I am coming with the intentions to be the hottest of the hottest. Like I don't think nobody could fuck with me as far as the rap shit goes. So I'm gonna use the uh for one. I'm gonna use the beat the odds line. The one where I said, mad progression, I'm past the stress and better than balls. You dumb to even ask this question. Oops. I'm going to use that. That's one. But that, see, that's my cocky, sad side. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, uh, again, it's, it's just confidence shit. Um, that is my last question. Um, you've been doing this, obviously, you know, from uh, talent shows as a kid mm-hmm. to being serious when you turn 2021. 20, but what's this kind of what's the favorite aspect of 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 rap music but also what's your favorite aspect of hip hop culture that kind of like the, the the what what speaks to you the most and like why do you do what you do essentially I mean you know over the years those those things tend tend to fade away you know obviously uh the people you grew up on li- listening to they you know they're no longer around or you know certain motivations that I had before I don't have now from certain reasons, but hip hop in general is just, you know, the culture is amazing, you know, from the fashion to, you know, just pretty much everything. Like, I feel like hip hop is a lot of things. I don't think it's just rapping over a beat, you know, um, spoken word. I mean, isn't all like, like hip hop, like, you know, ain't break dancing and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's not my time, but you know what I mean? Uh, I really like the old school stuff, like, like jazz and, uh, I like the instruments. I like how they sound when they being played. I would really like to do a, uh, what's the, what's that thing Jay Z did? Unplugged. Unplugged. Uh, MTV Unplugged. Yeah, I would love to do an unplugged with like a band. A do the band. whole album with a, on the live band. That'd be that'd be dope. That's one of my dreams to do that. So that's gonna be crazy. And um, that's really my inspiration. I listen to a lot of old music, like so the sampling things and stuff. Like I like that a lot. And um, I just like to feel the music. You know, I just like to get a vibe from it. That's really where the inspiration come from. Because other than that, like I said, it's I've been doing it for so long. It's like really second nature for me. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just easy. So, you know, of course, in that and that, and of course, I'm trying to get in there and like spank everybody. So, pause. You know what I mean? But um, it, it's on. Like yeah. I'm, I'm coming. To, I'm coming to stay. Nice. I'm coming to stay. I want to. Uh, Shout out to you for having me. Thanks of course. Thank yeah, you. this is dope. Um, Barcode will be releasing November 15th. Instagram, David Bars underscore. You know, keep up with me, man. I'm uh, you know, I'm going to keep tuning. I actually just got a, I actually just made a Twitter, man. Nice. And that brings me to, yeah, the real real David Bars. I don't like Twitter, man. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. It's not that I don't like it. I don't really understand it. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do on there. Nah, just rant and like. I think that's the, that's like the question of the. Am I supposed to rant and like? Is that when I'm angry or like? <laughs> how does it work? 
Yeah, man, I made a Twitter. Y'all can follow me on there. That shit, man. I really be on a. I really be on a gram most of the time. Nice. Okay. And I respond to people too. I'm not hollering. That's dope. Yeah, I be answering my DMs and shit on my downtime. But like most of the time, my my DMs is quite producers who just want to work. They want okay. a lot of them be like trash. So I be like, damn. And I, Get the respect you know I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, shout out to the ones who who do got some shit. You know? And um, that's that, man. David Barr's new album coming out. <laughs> new album coming out. The Barcode, November fifteenth. Uh, All star producing staff. Uh, incredible DJ. Uh, incredible MC. I seen uh, a comment where they said uh, it's like Illmatic or something. I was like, I was blown away. I was like, wow. That's dope. That's, they, that's but see, that goes back to the beginning. Yeah. About, like the the pressure they put yeah. on you. Like, who says that? Like, yeah, come no, on, Illmatic. That, that like, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. shout out to them though. That's crazy. That's a, that's a big shooter for. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, man, for being on the library with Tim Anika. Thank you. Go. I'm back and I'm rapping this bonds and preem. I ain't come to talk fly, and I ain't floss and cream. Late nights and hard work, that's what it costs to dream. The dream, class and session and bars is me. I'm back and I'm rapping this bonds and preem. I ain't come to talk fly, and I ain't floss and cream. Late nights and hard work, that's what it costs to dream. I got to bring it to your chest as I bring it to you live. Bring it to you live. I got to bring it to you live. It's David Barnes, David Barnes.